0: It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood back on a Monday evening recording. We are not live this time, gentlemen. It's myself, Banks, and RDT. Last time we did the five-man weave, the happy hour last Thursday went live. Went fantastic. Thanks to everybody who were listening. The live environment was kind of different. I don't know if you felt a different vibe, guys, in the live environment. A little different than like the pre-taped recording.
1: I think having yeah, five I, microphones in one stream is a different vibe completely. It's like who's going to jump in mm-hmm. when? I mean, we're having trouble when who's going to jump in right now and it's just three of us. But five people, it's just things are flying all over the place, a lot of ideas, a lot of things. Like it's good times, man.
2: I th- I thought it went over. I thought it was great. I um fan interaction was really cool. I think we got some good numbers out of it. I think we got some good solid conversation and and yeah, it was it was fun. I I I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to many more. I think I'm kind of addicted to the live, uh, to the live uh, audiences now. So I was a, I was a big fan of that, and hopefully we can. Uh, I know we've tossed around the idea. I don't know once, a, once every couple of weeks, something like that. But yeah, I would, I would love to do that, and who knows, who knows what the future holds, and you know, maybe we can do them somewhere else, or at, You know, a different place sometime. But you know, I'd find it was a good time.
0: Yeah, the live fan interaction in the chat uh, window was really, really cool. That was a fun um, part of it to kind of keep us in check on a variety of things, and allowed us to take the conversation it is in different places. And as RDT said, I think there's going to be a a want for us to to go take that into like a more live in person environment at some point. That's I think where we want to take it. But um, at the very least. Um, both going live in that setting. And I think as we look towards Raven season and doing kind of our incident analysis, we'll probably end up taking those live a lot of the time. So they will be live right there, go right up on YouTube. So there's an avenue to watch immediately. And then we'll have the podcast up as well, but that will allow for some, you know, a lot of times before we would go live, we'd be like, Hey, throw us some questions for the, for the incident analysis. And we would try to get to that stuff cobble together, but having that stuff as it's going on live is a, is a cool new feature that we've got um, as we've moved into some new technology stuff. So very cool. Really appreciate everyone that tuned to that live and that the podcast numbers for it have been very good as well. Um, post. So appreciate that and, and everyone that supported and, and we'll definitely be doing that again. Um, this podcast will not be that long. I feel like we were podcasting on Thursday for maybe four hours. Uh, we will not be doing that tonight. Uh, getting some Orioles from Raven's talk. Uh, we'll do all the normal segments. Um, the starting five draft presented by fed throw the hottest take presented by black eyed. Susan Weiss Company, Nick kinder Medley that are live. All those different things. Fellas, let's start with the Baltimore Orioles, who continue to be, um, if not anything else, entertaining. 9-7 and seven, um, after a series win in Chicago against the White Sox that uh, really had a little bit of everything at times. Um, pitching continues to be a little bit of an issue um, in the back end. Um, scoring is not an issue at all. Um, and so... RDT, you sit here, you look at this team. Certainly some guys offensively, the, the offense is humming in without some guys really getting it going so far. I think we kind of touched that last week as well. Um, but as we said in this stretch, it felt like if they could really make some hay here um, over the next 20 games, they could put themselves in a nice spot early on in the year. And they've they've pretty much taken care of business three out of four and then two out of three.
2: Yeah, again, yeah, they, they- – you're winning the series. That you have to win. You have to win three out of four against Oakland. You have to win two out of three versus the White Sox. Um, again, sweeps would have been great. They would be very fun. That, but it's hard to to do that in this in this game. Um, but again, you know, two out of three from the White Sox. They got two coming up against Washington. Um, three against Detroit. Three against Boston. Three, four more against Detroit, and then three more against Kansas City. So again, those are all. Those should all be winnable series. And and like you said, they're. The numbers they're putting up i i thought that this would hit i thought they they would you know put up runs i didn't think two weeks into the season they would be second in runs in in the major score um there they are i think 14 behind the rays who are just killing everything um they have yeah 90 but, but, but let me see it shifted away i think yeah they have 90 something runs either 90 or 94 something like that um Again, I mean, I don't know. They're they're playing really well. They've got a bunch. Of, they're in the top three or five in a ton of offense categories, um, on base manager, killing it, slugging, you know, OPS, everything. Um, I think they've got three guys with over a thousand OPS. Which again, like you didn't, I don't know if I expected that from this team right now. But again, they're playing well. Um, pitching is pitching. You know, we saw Cole Irving get sent down during the live, um, broadcast. We we got you know, started? I obviously. To Grayson on Sunday, um, and and with Grayson, it's just been that first inning. And once he could figure out how to get those nerves or jitters out of that first inning, I think he's going to be awesome because again, he gave up four in the first inning, he gave up I think one in the first inning against Oakland, and then obviously he gave up I think three in Texas. So if you take if you look at his his numbers after if you take away the first inning, all his starts eleven and third, sixteen Ks, three walks with the 3.180 RA. Right. I think you sign up for that any day. Brian, you obviously have a different, uh, um, I guess, kind of look into that. Obviously not on the same level as Grayson, but, you know, people are like, did the, or- the or- I mean, Maryland club started?
0: baseball was pretty, pretty, pretty tough it's, stuff.
2: It's, I mean, it's 1A to 1B up, you know, facing, you know, the the white Sox and stuff. But, you know, there are people who are like, oh, you got to get start- an opener out there for him. And it's like, I don't, I think that's. It's not like Grayson looks up at the scoreboard and sees the first inning being like, "Oh, shit, how am I gonna do?" That? I think that it, it could be something with his routine. Again, yesterday in the rain and, and the cold and the delay in Chicago, maybe that had something to do with it. But I think once he figures that out, he's gonna be a really good pitcher. I mean, I think he is a really good pitcher. If you saw some of the stuff, his, his pitches moved. and he said he said I think he said that's the best his changeup has ever felt. Looked, he said that he's never had it like that, and you could tell. They were throwing that a lot. They were throwing a lot of cutters. I just thought he looked really good after the first inning, and you know, again, we're just we're kind of bridging the gap until Dylan Tate and Michael Gibbons and those guys come back for the pen um, to, to kind of solidify that. So hopefully, we don't have any more Austin both. Don't have any more of these, you know, guys who kind of just seem to come in and just do nothing but give up runs. But um, I, I again, I thought it was a great weekend in Chicago. Um, especially yesterday down 4-0 against Dylan Cease, who is arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball. If they hung, they hung eight on him. It's just the offense exploded out of nowhere. Adley still leads the league in walks, and Gunner is kind of finding it. Um, Mullins Ed, Mullins is finding it again. He's back up to 250, and he had, I think, three hits yesterday, Stand up trip. The guys are starting to feel it and come around. You know, Mountcastle is cooled off now. You can't stay that hot forever, but, again, I – Week schedule coming up. These are the teams to just like we said with like Willard. What Willard did that Turgeon didn't do was beat the bad teams by a lot. That's what the Orioles have to do. Like I've had enough of these like close games and tight games going seven, eight, or nine. I would love them to just win a blowout. Like that would be fun. So it was a good weekend though in Chicago. I think. So you like, what you
0: saw
1: yeah, I mean. Um... I think they were all games that they easily could have lost, they easily could have won. They were, I mean, for a Friday night game, they kind of were putting everybody aboard and just couldn't knock them in. They're constantly creating rallies, and it was just like, okay, when are they finally going to break through? And then sure enough, we got the bases loaded situation with, with Adley, and that, that feels like as big a hit as they've had all season. Um, just another crown him type of moment for Adley. Um, I, what I love most is just like the buzz is back in the city. Like you go to the bar on a Friday night and they've got the game on all the TVs. Taylor had to ask to get an NBA game on one of the small TVs at the bar we were at,
0: which is, oh, cool.
1: no. yeah, I mean, he just wanted just a little something different. Um, now I, I did, on. I
0: will say I did that for our, for a friend of the show, Ryan Lee, who, um, had all- allocated some capital on one of the NBA games and in his defense, they put it on. Like the smallest TV in the bar, they did not need the oral game on every TV. Like they had it covered wall to wall. It was it was but that's my point but, though. Like that's but but the that right didn't used to be the case. I mean that's default. a great point. Correct. Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah. It yeah. used to be almost this like background noise. It was like, like, yeah, there's an oral on, but but the bartenders were all fired up, they were yelling, screaming. Um, I mean, working uh five pitch walk to get to move to runners on first and second and they're clapping it up like they're people are invested in every game it's not just like an afterthought of like what's on the third tv and it's like oh you know all the birds are playing tonight like it's actually like an event of sorts that people are coming out to the bar and when the game ended the bar kind of cleared out so yeah it, it, it kind of goes to show that people are going out to the bar to watch the orioles because you know mass it doesn't doesn't really have the best streaming options that that probably plays a part in it but Um, yeah, it's, it's like a destination. It's, it's appointment television a little bit again for us here in Baltimore. And that's, that's your best sign of anything. I would say at this point, if it's a road game, it's like, okay, it's a nice day out. I'm going to go to the bar with the garage doors up and I'm going to go watch the O's as opposed to, um, you know, just like doing anything else. Like that is the priority right now. I'm excited about that. Uh, the pitching. Yeah. Your point about Grayson, I think the first inning stuff, it's just coincidental. Like that happens. Like that's just, sometimes you just get banged up in the first inning. If I had to try to pinpoint what it might be, he might've been in triple a, double a, all these levels he's played. He may be blowing hitters away in the first inning with his, you know, just fastball, 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 setting them up for what he, what comes after. Um, and it came easy to him. Whereas these guys in the big leagues, they're just turning around as fastball. I mean, The three run homer uh, on Sunday is like it's one of those things where it's like you could throw a different pitch and, you know, we never see a three run home run hit. And the whole story is different. Like three run home runs are just a variability in baseball and they happen from time to time. Um, I know it wasn't the first start where it's happened. It seems to be a pattern, um, but so be it. Like he'll keep coming back out there. He'll figure it out. Might have to deal with, uh, might have to pitch a little bit backwards from the start, as opposed to just going right after hitters the way he's used to. But that's what going to the big leagues is all about. It's about making adjustments. And the thing, the fact that he's showing adjustments after that first inning, this is probably more than it would if he just came out just blowing hitters away easily. Like, of course, you would rather have that, but um, you're always going to expect growing pains. And when they're kind of like right there in front of you, they're a little bit easier to address and try to go after.
0: And, yeah, and I, I agree. Uh, real quick on Grayson, RDT. Like, I and I, Banks, I agree with you. Like, the thing for me, you know, throughout the first inning stuff, I love that over the course of a couple starts, he could go for like three, you know, three innings straight and like really deal with a major league lineup with his best stuff. I think that is the thing that you look at and you're like, okay, once you figure out the first inning and he gets a little more lengthened out as he gets more experience, like the stuff played. Like the stuff clearly played. He got swings and misses with it. He was able to, you know, vary it up. He, that is, I think, when you like bring up a pitcher, your biggest worry is that, oh no, the level will just get too good. Or, you know, oh no, he just, you know, if he had gotten, had those two bad first innings, you know, this is obviously a different scenario. And just, and one of them, he just gotten like knocked out of the game, like that he'd given up eight or nine, like something crazy. Then I would have been like, oh no, like this guy, but he worked through it. He would get out of it and then put together a few innings after that um, that made you think, okay, when we really get it going here and he's really in top form, he has the ability to be a really productive major league starter. That was like, I saw somebody tweet. I, I can't remember. Somebody tweet was like, Oh, let's let's like the next time grace is pitched, like give him an opener. Like, why? Like, wh- what is the point of that? Like, I mean, if, if, if he was three years or four years into his career and this just continued to be a problem, first of all, at that point, he's like probably heading to the bullpen. It's just not a starter anymore. And second of all, then you think about that. If he's a guy you're trying to figure out how to use the biggest, the best way but right now, you know, I know the Orioles are like in a little bit of a win, not a win now mode, but a little bit of like, we feel like we can win, especially from the fan base. You're still experimenting with this guy and testing him out. Like, let him take the first inning lumps. It's okay. Like his career's not over. <laughs> this is why I never understand like the panic when a guy is, you know, we, I, I bring this up all the time. It's just the most recent example. You come up with 5,000 examples, but like, Adley Rushman was horrible for, like, three weeks last year to start his career. Horrible. Like, absolutely, like, good defensively, and 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 he he could clearly catch every day of those things. But offensively, it took him a second to adjust. We're seeing that with Gunnar Henderson right now. Yes, he took the league by storm in his last month, but he has not been good. I mean, he's walking a decent amount, but he struck out 21 times. Like, there's some growing pains again. Do I have any faith that he won't get out of it? No. Couldn't be less concerned about him. Same thing with Grayson. Don't care about the first inning stuff. It's fine. Saw enough that I loved it, and if he now bounces between the minors and the majors, so be it. But we've. But I think you got more positive than negative in his small um, sample size in the big so far. I just I don't understand this. Like, like when he was, you know, it's it stinks to watch because we all like we all like him, and and I think the fan base feels a big connection with him already, and. So you hate seeing him roughed up at all because I think he's just a, like a likable guy. And yeah, we obviously like him a lot here, but you know, I-, I love then the compilation of the, you know, the seven or eight strikeouts and the, and those three really good of work in both those starts. I mean, that's, that's to me where you're like, okay, this is, I'm seeing where, why he was so, you know, highly touted and we'll figure the first inning out for whatever reason. I don't, Banks hypothesis is not a bad one, I don't think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're spot on. Again, like the people who were freaking out, like I'm looking tweet. I'm going to say the name. Someone said we're n- literally never going to develop an ace. And it's like dude, you're saying this three starts into a career, never going develop, to develop an ace. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, why are – like, again, you can't freak out. Like, hey, here's the thing. Maybe he's just nervous. It's his third start. Like, you know, maybe he just has nerves. That's That's completely normal. Um, and I, I tweeted about it yesterday. I think my big takeaway is, and I talked, I, I mentioned this, but I talked to Dallas about it after his start last Tuesday, where Dallas said mentally he's there because he said you can see it when he falls behind in that first inning. I, I mean, we've seen plenty of other young starters give up two or three in a first inning and kind of just go, well, that's it. You know, shit, I lost us the game. Uh, even more in the first, two home runs. Like, you easily could have become a wound then. You know, but he didn't. He kept them in the game again, and that was, that was it. That's all they got. So, like, the mental – his mental toughness is, is – huge. I, I think it's great, you know, again, to see that because, like we said, we've seen guys who come up and they dominate right away and they, they don't face any adversity. And then the first time they face adversity, they're like, oh, what do I do? How do I handle this? He's faced it in every start. You know, he's battled back in every single one. So, it's like that – I think that shows you something. Again, it's almost like like, you know, in, in spring training when they can they can, you know, all right, here's the count. It's it's two two and there's a guy in second and third. How are you gonna get out of it? Like he's doing that in real life now, in the big games that count against, you know, good good offensive team. So I, I, I'm I'm really excited by his first three starts. Again, do you wish the first innings haven't happened? Yes, but that's just how baseball goes. Like like I said it happens sometimes it just happened. like i think kevin gossman gave up seven run runs tonight like to the to the astros early on it happens to the best of them. so i i'm just i'm very excited and again it's it's you know seeing him again do what he do what he's done and, and the fact that and he gave up four he had them and the rest of his boys came and backed him up like that that's that's great again that's what you want to see like we said hopefully the bullpen will kind of get back to the bullpen we thought we were going to get. Cause like we said, I mean, a lot of people, Felix is not, Felix is looking unbelievable. Like some of the best I've ever seen him look. Um, but then you got guys like Perez who not look good. And, and, you know, again, some of these other, guys we, we kind of figured would would regress. But again, I, I, I really like what I see out of Grayson. I, I think he's, you know, I'm pumped for him. He's pumped. Um, and again, I don't think we're too far away from seeing him put together some of these awesome, you know, starts from, from start to finish.
0: A guy, I think we've got to give their flowers to a little bit here. I think we talked about him on the happy hour show, but he was great this weekend. Again, I'm interested to see what the front office does with Jorge Mateo, because at this point, I mean, he is electrifying in really every way. He, he, you know, he's got the three homers, the three doubles. He's got eight or nine stolen bases. He's hitting for average, hitting for power. He's very good defensively. And he is becoming a, a major fan favorite. I mean, he is like, um, he is just a guy that I think people gravitate to the way that he plays and how exciting he is. And he gets even more value now that you feel like it's a little easier to steal bases. You know, there's such a log jam with those middle, in, theoretically, such a log jam with those middle infield positions. But if he keeps playing like this, they've got to make it. Dis- I mean, really, if they feel like they are, are they have to trade him this year. If they don't feel like they're going to sign him long term, because I don't know if his value is ever going to be this high. But man, is he fun to watch! It will be a sad day if that happens because he is so fun to watch.
2: And yeah, I'm looking at the the Baseball Reference WAR for position players. You got Francisco Lindor, number one at 1.3. Xander Bogarts, 1.2. Who's tied with Xander Bogarts? Jorge Mateo. And it's not just short; it is all of baseball. And meanwhile, Adley's down there at 10 with a point uh, nine. So, yeah, what league are
1: those other two guys in? By the way,
2: they are in the national league. The Mets and the Padres both play in the national league, the Orioles are in the American league. So, yes, so yeah, you could say he's As the top five uh, Ex- Ex- two Podcast. Opposition <laughs> play, yeah. Next week, we're going to go over what the DH means and <laughs> now it only used to be in one league. Um, i mean, the AL yeah, leader in war, it's wild. He's He's been so much fun watching. His, um, I think Dylan Atkinson, who, who is again known in the Orioles Twitter community, tweeted out his baseball savant page from this year versus last year. And he is just killing everything this year, except for, uh, of course, sprint speed because he's 99% island, both like his hard hit balls, his cha- everything is just completely 180 from where it was last year. So he's 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 playing and high yesterday, like he's playing unreal baseball, he's playing, he's hitting the ball. Just so damn hard, and and like you said, if he, yeah, he tied him, Nico Horner, and Cedric off eight stolen bases. Again, Nico Horner is in the National League, so it's in Mateo at the top of the leaderboard in the AL. Um, yeah, again, and, and we're used to see saw him do this for what maybe a month last year. It started yep. with the um, the the Little League Classic that double down the line or triple maybe, but um, again, like you said, it's it's a good. Pr- have because I'd rather have too many of these infielders than, than not enough. Especially again, you see Ramon get hit behind the ear. You know, they had Joe Ortiz kind of on precaution watch. Um, Jordan Westberg is hurt down in Norfolk, so that kind of allows them to uh, take the pressure off. But yeah, I mean, Mateo is playing as good a baseball as he ever has, and, and he, he's killing it right now. So it's he's very he's the I like. I was trying to think because someone was like, he's maybe the most electric player to watch play baseball and we get that title a lot in football like I like Lamar the most electric player in, in football but he's he's got to be up there for baseball like once if he hits it into the gap there's no telling like where he's going to end up so he's been he's been fun to watch there there's your flowers Jorge yeah he's been fantastic the other thing
0: for me banks touched on a little bit like it was fun me me and banks were at the bar on friday watching the game and it was fun as he said, as the, with the Orioles, is like a destination thing to do. And I was in the bar on Saturday, and you know, a group of people that I knew came in, and they were like, "Oh, we're here to watch the Orioles game." It's like, just, it's just that sounds so bizarre to be like excited about. But it was, I was like, "Oh, we're like we have it on too. We're watching it too. We have the it." Was, but that that day, the bar had all the NBA games and didn't have the Orioles games. So we had to get the, the Orioles game turned on. So we're still getting there. We're still getting there. But very, very cool for like that to be a destination thing for people to do want to do right now. And you hope that that continues. As we head into the uh, the warmer months, but um, to finish here, yeah, Orioles the schedule. I mean, it's manageable, man. It really is. You have these two. You know, RDT may be on site at Nats Park this this week. Still, he's still deciding that. But you have those two games against a Nats team that is definitely rebuilding, and then the, the Tigers are five and nine or something. They're not very good either so far right now. You get them at home at Camden Yards, and you get the three against Boston, and the Orioles should beat Boston in a series at home they're the better team and you get four at that same Detroit team. So, I mean, it's, it's super manageable. Like they, they, they really need to make some hay. Um, and, uh, I think they're playing well enough to do it. If they can, if they can just improve the pitching by a little bit, you just assume a guy like Gunner and Soundtime there are going to eventually get it going. I'm not really too worried about those guys. Um, every team's going to have a couple guys to start off slow. So, We'll continue to monitor the progress there. Um, Interesting NFL news, not really involving the Ravens, but at this point everything in the NFL somehow involves what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jalen Hurts signs the biggest contract in the history of the NFL uh, or a contract that would make him the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. And the interesting part about that for Ravens fans um 179.3 million of his 255 million dollar five-year extension is guaranteed 179 million. Now, the report today um that ended up coming out via uh, Ian Rappaport on what McAfee show, I believe, is that the Ravens offered, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong because I'm sort of speaking off memory here. The Ravens offered Lamar. Um, two hundred million dollars guaranteed um in in the contract that that I guess is either on the table or has been on the table um pre and rapport um, which is bigger than than the the Jalen Hurts number um, by a twenty one million dollars in guaranteed money. Um obviously the Jalen Hurts contract is um far away from the Deshaun Watson thing and I think what people are earning here is the Deshaun Watson contract was a gigantic outlier in terms of what NFL teams want to do with guaranteed money. Yeah. The, 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 the report report state was $200 million in total guaranteed for a long term deal. And the Ravens offered a shorter term deal with $133 million guaranteed. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't, this, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe this will change the perception of what Lamar's asking for among the public. But I don't know if it really changes the the negotiation between the Ravens and Lamar, which is I don't think Lamar is going to care what Jalen Hurts got and change anything he wants. But it's just I think it changes a little bit of the public perception and the discussion around this issue.
1: Yeah, agreed. I, it, I think there's enough out there where if Lamar had wanted to try to kind of feel out the market and listen to what it's telling him, he would have seen it by now. This seems to be the most like on the nose example and the most recent example, of course, um, which always kind of, you know, whatever your most recent one is, is kind of where the current value is. Um, but we've been through this enough where it's like, OK, like what what can we really expect to change here? Um, it, for, by all accounts, it kind of sounds like a better offer than what the Ravens have offered. But in actuality, it's not. Um, I don't know that the Ravens are still willing to pay that initial offer that they gave Lamar before last season, given all that's transpired over the last six to eight months or whatever. But um, I would think that they would be. And given that it is a better offer that they offered than what Jalen Hurts just got, it seems easy to me at this point to just get together and get it done. But nothing about this has ever seemed easy, and um, we're kind of just still left hanging out there waiting to see if something happens. So um, it's a little frustrating because you just like read the news and and Jalen Hurts gets his flowers, which he rightfully deserves. He's played great. He's earned the contract. You read the narratives, it all says, hey, these two wanted to get something done. They sat down, they got it done, and they've got no distractions moving forward. They can focus on winning a Super Bowl. And here you see us on the other side of the coin just kind of sitting here like, hmm, must be nice, must be nice. So um, it added a little bit of frustration, to be honest, today. I got maybe a tiny bit mad online, but that, that'll that happen. This is a frustrating experience. Been frustrating the whole time. I'm just hoping that um, people people just open their eyes a little bit and see the situation for what it is. And even if it's not like, hey, let's you know, we don't want to agree to a long term contract. Let's just like come to the table and agree, like, okay, let's we're just gonna roll the dice again and let's just move forward. It feels like we got that step at least with the Odell thing. Um, Maybe that is in actuality what's happened, but. Man, I would just like some clarity as to what the hell is going
2: on. Didn't I? I saw some report, and again, I don't know if it was from this like that Ari guy or Dove Kleinman or whatever, who said, you know, it's <laughs> one of these like who to me, they're the person they who think real people. I don't think they're real. I, they're I'll, just, they're, I mean, it's, it, they're aggregators, but I don't, you know, yeah. I think they're bots. I think they're AI bots. Um, but it was like Lamar demanded you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham, like, and he said, we'll talk then. And it's like, I don't, that doesn't, I don't know. I, I was just like, this, the fact that this is like a quote unquote official report was like, I was like, this is kind of wild, but I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there. And Banks, I saw that you you also said that you're not going to be sharing your thoughts anymore, correct online? <laughs>
1: well, I was told that I'm not the one, uh you know, writing a check. A check so yeah. i i guess i have no opinion on the matter or at least my Good. opinion does not matter so yeah there we are i, I guess well. i i guess i retire
2: from, you heard from it from here
1: first business i <laughs> <Yep. laughs> put my place
0: yeah i i this like i said i don't think this changes much but yeah i think maybe it will allow people banks as you said to open their eyes it's just so funny like <laughs> That came across the wire early, like on my Twitter. I was like, "Oh boy, this is just uh, another open Lamar Jackson conversation." And then two hours later, McAfee. The entire story was not about Hurts. It was about it was about Lamar. Just like, just everything now comes back to Lamar, one of the biggest stories in sports. So, I guess that's kind of how it goes, but doesn't really change a lot of what's going on. Um, and we continue to go down. The other thing that was out there, I think that got talked about since we were on Thursday was this idea that Lamar asked the Ravens to go get DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. And then they said, Hey, we can't get both, but we can get Odell. And they got Odell. I throw my hands up at that. And I'm just like, cool. What, what I mean, sick. We got Odell. You probably can't get DeAndre Hopkins, but if he asked for that, good for him. And he got one of them. Banks Thanks. Yeah. It'd be
1: nice. It'd be nice. Yeah. It, it sure. would be nice. Uh, I think we touched on a little bit last week where it's kind of like, I don't know like how much room we have for much more. We would definitely take DeAndre Hopkins, but what's it what's it gonna cost? It seems like the price on that is diminishing by the day, but um we're already without a second round pick. Uh would I give up a third? Mm, I don't know. I've seen better receivers go for far less, so I'll, I'll put it that way.
0: There you have it. Well said. Not much else, not much, not much else, Ravens to talk about, gents. We're really kind of slow on the Ravens front, but the draft is in 10 days. So that's coming up on us. Right on up. Always sneaks up on. We're always like two months ago, we're like, ah, like we got a lot of time to talk about the draft. We did this last year, too. Got a lot of time to talk about the draft. And then now here comes the draft. Um, All right. Let's get to our, um, we have a, a fair amount of segments here. We have accumulated a lot of segments on this show. At this point, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. We love ourselves from Fed from some Fed Thrill. You can use the promo code exit52 at checkout on Fed Thrill's website to get 20% off your sunglasses. Banks is looking around for his, I believe, on his desk to put them on. And my son is in my car
1: him. as they tend to That's be. That's all
0: right. As they should be, as you put them on to the drive. Great way to use your Fed Thrill sunglasses. So use the promo code Exit52 at checkout. A lot of different styles. For the summer, Raven Styles, Oriole Styles, um, but much more than that. Um, support a local-based company that does some great stuff. We really appreciate our partnership with Fed Thrill. So the big story Sunday night, besides all you know the sports NBA playoffs and stuff going on, uh, was the Love Is Blind live reunion special that Netflix was trying to um, stream. I've watched seasons of Love Is Blind, but I did not watch it this season, so I can't really comment on. Uh, I'm assuming neither neither of you guys watched the Love is Blind season. No. RDT's looking at me like I have 16 heads. Um, no chance. They tried to do the the finale. It, it did not go well. Um, they were not able to get it up, so then they t- had to tape it. Netflix had to like issue a statement, and an apology, apologizing to the fans. So whatever. But it got us thinking. All-time favorite reality shows. Um, and that is going to be the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. All-time favorite reality shows actually kind of feel bad. I bo- I think S- Spenny is kind of our, our resident reality TV guy, but he unfortunately, Did he, really he taught, he said last week, he loves reality TV. So I'll give him that. I'll give it, I'll give that to him. Cause I like reality TV, but I wouldn't say I watch it all. You guys are not reality TV guys really. And I don't think Jake is so. Hmm. That is something. It should said. be a doozy. So, it should be a doozy. as starting five here. Yeah. <laughs> now I, now with that said, we've all, we have, I mean, This genre has been on for what 25 years now, so all of us have watched a fair amount of reality TV in our lives. Uh, let me quickly generate an order since we don't uh, do our thing anymore where we rotate, so I don't, I can't just do it. Banks, you have the first pick, I have the second pick, RDT, you have the third pick. So, Banks, reality shows.
1: i'm going with sports (laughs) i think sports is the greatest reality tv show of all time all the sports taking it first overall see how that comes around see how you guys like that one yeah sports are number one i love sports Uh, but like ironically i was i was actually thinking about this uh because the gal was starting to ask me a little bit about golf and we watch golf every week she's watched enough of it where she started to catch on to the characters you know, she's a big Sky Scheffler guy because I happened to win a bunch of money last year off of him. And when I win <laughs> money, I mean, it's good things for her. Um, So I was just kind of explaining to her a little bit that like, OK, it's like the same characters in the show every week or for the most part. There's in most episodes. So every Sunday you get a lot of the same characters, but you change the setting. The setting changes this past week. It was it was Hilton head and the week before it was Augusta. And you see these places once a year and it's great to kind of revisit these places. And it's like, it's like a TV show. It's like an episode. It's like reality TV and the drama. You literally don't know what's going to happen. It's the ultimate reality TV. It really is. It's the OG. Everything else for the most part has a level of manufactured to it. But sports, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some gray areas. There's some in between there. You know, It's catered to be an entertainment business, but sports is the ultimate reality TV show. And the, and the good guy is not always supposed to win. The bad guy wins a lot. It's it's It makes sports the best.
2: Wasn't, isn't that an SVP thing? He, he I feel like someone used to say that. Like Somebody says reality. that. Yeah, yeah somebody says that. The... I don't know if it's SVP. I can't remember. Maybe not.
0: It's somebody. What a pick. pick. Number one overall. Um, I mean, I have to, I have to take the challenge. I love the challenge. I, I, I I did not watch the rest of the season, the challenge, so I cannot claim I'm not even the biggest challenge. I'm a pretty big challenge, man. Not even close to being the biggest one in my own house. My roommate, Anthony is, I would, I would say he's the biggest challenge guy in Baltimore. I, 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 I have anybody on this show if they want to come for his crown. I mean, he watches all the rights. He watches the stuff on MTV, watches the stuff on Paramount Plus he's absolutely dialed in. Uh, it's an amazing show. Um you know, it's a real world road rules challenge. They just pulled from those two shows and now they pull from all over the place. Um you know, the legends, Johnny Bananas, Wes CT, you know, Car Maria, Nani. I mean, absolutely. you have a lot of different a lot of different people on there. Um I'm probably you know, Mark, Mark Long. I think Mark Long was like first row at a WWE event last week, which is which is very entertaining. Um, MTV now doesn't do the real world anymore; they just have this show. So the 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 C, the the spinoff has outlasted the um, the feeder show, and I they put it on CBS last year. So they're there there's no signs of sh- slowing down for this franchise. It's unbelievable. It's like one of the three original shows MTV makes now. It's like the Challenge. Um, Jersey shore uh, reunion. And um, I think they still do um, like the 16 and pregnant teen mom thing. And those are like the three things that they do and ridiculousness. So have to take the challenge. That's a, that's a, that's a house favorite. So in honor of my, my fine roommate, Mr. Meek, I will take the challenge. RDT, you have figured, two picks.
2: Figured that was going there. Uh, I'm going to stick in the MTV world. Um, and I don't know. This they get some pushback. Go jackass. Reality or no? That's a good question. I read two different lists, and I texted someone. The li- it was on both lists. I would say room. it is
0: a reality show.
2: I would and, call and it a reality show. And my buddy said, "Yeah." He said that's a reality show. He said, it's "Yeah, it's really like a reality show." Texted.
0: I think that play. I think that plays. I think that plays. I I, I right. don't know if Banks wants to overrule, but I think that plays. I think it plays.
2: Okay. I, I, I just, I truly didn't know if it wasn't reality, what did it fall into then? It's not I, a it's game like when they,
1: it's not a- they do like the, the fuck ton of mousetraps in like a narrow hallway. Like
0: we don't know how many he's going to step on. Like it's, it's a real thing. Uh, yeah. And I guess yeah. the, I mean, maybe it's like, it's like a cross, but it's like, it's stunts. So it's like, it's sort of a sketch comedy show too, but none of it's like scripted. I mean, it's, I mean, you're mm-hmm. all reality TV is sort of scripted. It's a reality show.
2: OK, I uh, yeah, again, I just I didn't know how you guys would take that, but I'm going jackass because, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, sitting in Paul's for, for the first I'm going to came on and being like, I think we were in fifth grade. And I was like legitimately like there's there, there, there will never be anything funnier than this. Like it was unbelievable. We took my dad. Well, we had our friend's dad take us to the movie. You're we like 16 to see jackass or jackass to it. I don't know which one. My friend's dad was legitimately on his hands and knees in the aisle, like hysterically laughing, could not catch his <laughs> breath. He And it was, again, I mean, he's a big, strong, like large man who we we all <laughs> respected a lot. And to see him, like, he could not catch his breath from laughing watching the movie. Um, and and it, it is crazy because, I mean, they're still coming up with movies and they're, they're still pumping them out. But I think it's Big Cat who always says, like, you could sit down like, uh, like a group of, of Al-Qaeda and show them like an episode of Jackass and they will laugh as hard as like us three. It's just <laughs> universally like one of the funniest things ever. Like it's just, except for the paper cut in between the fingers, that I can't do. Um, any of the blood stuff I don't like, but any of the other skits, again, I'm just, I just crack up thinking about them. And like I imagine a parent at the time being like, because I remember these talks being like, listen, you can't put a fish hook through your cheek and then throw yourself into the bay like Stevo did. Like, you can't do any of these songs. And it was just still the funniest thing ever. So I'm going, I'm going jackass number one. And my number two, I'm going to go. Let's see. This one is chopped. What do we think about chopped? Is that a straight up game show or is that reality? That's reality. Yeah, it's reality. Okay. okay. I'm taking chopped then. I think it's again, Tuesday nights when they have chopped on from like noon to like midnight, it's just the best. And
0: I think and, there's a lot of cross between, sorry. I think there's a lot of crossing reality shows and game shows. Like there are just reality yeah. based game shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Was, reality based game shows. I think is a perfect way to put it. Cause like, I'm not going to say wheel of fortune or something like that, but correct. But no, correct. Chopped, Chopped is fantastic. It's so much fun. I love watching it. Um, I have a friend actually who, he recorded, he, he, he was on an episode, like maybe six months ago, and he's like, yeah, comes out in like May 2024. I'm like, so you can't tell me anything that happens? And he's like, no. So, I've also seen like, there's some cool like behind the scenes stuff on like, how long it takes them to do a show. And I don't know, there's some cool articles, but I think it's a very interesting show. It's, it's it's got to be a top five like background noise show where like you have it on again, like you're working or blogging or doing whatever and it's just on. And then you kind of look up every now and then and you're like, oh, you idiot, you don't have enough time for the ice cream machine or whatever. But, you know, it's always good when you get a, a nice a nice trio of uh, the judges, too. So it's uh, I think a very enjoyable show. So I'm taking Chopped with my second one. Um, Food Network
0: really thrives on background TV. Yeah, they're great. Like at it.
2: they, they
0: just like like even like um this isn't this isn't in this so it's not giving away a pick like um Iron Chef is just like a great background show mm-hmm. like it's just you can just have it on you don't really need to pay attention but you can pretty
2: much tell everything that's going on like you, you know what I think they they really do well too is like again backgrounds or like those shows during the holidays when it's like they have the guy from um. Mean Girls come in and judge the the Halloween like we gave them a six hundred pound pumpkin and then they have to make like a cake out of it and they they do all that like weird decoration shit. I always like those, but again, it's perfect. Just background uh, background stuff.
0: Good pick. Those are two good picks. Um, I think I have to take a show that really was an absolute phenomenon in every way. I have to take the Jersey Shore here. When the Jersey Shore started, it was enormous. Like, must-watch TV on MTV every time it was on. It was a water cooler show. Like, the Jersey Shore was an absolute water cooler show for, like, not anybody actual in a workplace, but, like, in high school. Like, if you were to find a high school, it's a cafeteria show. Or, like, a dining hall show if you are in college. Like the Jersey Shore was enormous, and I it's so good. It is an amazing the first like three seasons of the Jersey Shore, at least, especially the first season and the season in Miami, are absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible. Like, just have some of the great TV moments of that couple of years.
2: I agree.
1: I can't tell you how thankful I am that one of my best friends, the show came out freshman year, first semester for me at Maryland. One of my best friends, I in my dorm hallway is from the Jersey shore and I can't tell you how like perfect and thankful I am that that all these like dots connected at the same time where I could just experience his rage as his like entire culture was completely like just (laughs) kind of of laughed at uh (laughs) across the entire nation like there's this entire vibe of like these people can't be real like they just this these people can't be real. And he's like, oh my god, they're so real. Like it's just they're so so exaggerated and it's oh and he's like, they're at the bar I go to, fuck them. Like <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember uh <laughs> um, DJ Paul D ended up coming to Thirsty Turtle early sophomore year to do a set upstairs, and uh <laughs> my buddy stood it like right in front of his DJ booth like the whole night with a phone up, just being like, You're from Rhode Island, go back to Rhode Island, you Benny. <laughs> oh man. It was a cultural phenomenon. It was all anybody was talking about. No, it's whole big thing.
2: It's that I mean, you know it was it like it was I legitimately being like remember being like going, you know, so sort of the class or whatever and being like do you see Snooki get fucking punched in the face by that dude last that night? That was, was such was a that was such incredible.
0: a big deal. Such a big deal. Massive.
2: Yeah, like they 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 showed it in the commercials as like a lead up to it. Like that could never happen now. Like
0: the four the, the fourth season premiere
2: him, in the, face. The, the fourth
0: season premiere of Jersey Shore premiered to eight point seven eight point seven eight million viewers. That's a lot. Like, for a, like, I think that she was that, you know, for an MTV show, like, that's a that aired on Thursdays at 10 p.m. That's an enormous number. It's crazy yeah. to me. I'm gonna search
2: highest watched in Jersey Shore episode. see if they're that. It was massive, and they've all legitimately, like, like. Snooky has made like a very good living, like so has Vinny and 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 Paul. I mean, they're Vinny all doing
0: like, this spin-off show right now. They're all doing Jersey Shore yeah. um the Jersey yeah, Shore reunion right. show. Family us, um, the newest one is has gotten Ronnie back and um Sammy Family, Sweetheart right. are both back on the show. So Yeah. But
2: they Snooki are Snooky was on part are, of my team like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: They did the Barstool round. Snooky and Joe had in the Barstool. They did um I think they did the Chicks in the Office, too. Um, yeah, it's crazy. They 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 those those people are all huge. They appear on Dancing with
2: the Stars. Some of them like it's crazy. Yeah, so that that that, that could have gone number one, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have an i would have been like, yeah, that's that's a good. Pick. It
0: would have been my number two pick had I not. I the challenge is definitely my favorite. But Jersey Shore, I think the Jer- Jersey Shore just had a very like I think you the three of us are in the perfect age to appreciate the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. It was exactly yep. in the wheelhouse of the three of us um thanks you have two
1: shark tank i'm running to the podium for shark tank gotta have it. it's on my list right up my alley it is very high on my rerun like we should maybe do a rerun uh episode uh starting five or something but i literally watch it every other night like it's just always on cnbc it's always there there's enough episodes where like you're going to run into episodes you've seen already but like you probably haven't seen them all and they're I'm always Googling them to see how they're doing nowadays. Like it's just awesome stuff. I love Shark Tank. Mr. Wonderful is like a hero of mine.
0: That show has a pr- – that show is, um, is very good. And you're right that you can always find episodes you haven't seen, which is like one of the best parts about it. It's funny because – It's one of those shows where you turn it on. Banks, you definitely do this, so I know I'm speaking – like, you're waiting – especially if they're first on just the people pitching, you're waiting to see who the full panel is. Like, you're like, who am I getting today? Like, who is my full Mm -hmm. panel? And you want the right panel. Like, when they really hit the panel out of the park, that show is so good. Not that it's not always good. Like, most of the time the panel is good. But, like, when it's the – when it's, like, the primo panel and you have – you always have Cuban and Worcester Wonderful. But if you get the right pieces around them, it's very, very good. Should we should we power rank our Shark Tank guys real quick, guys and gals rather? Uh, sure. Let me get. Should I get here? Let me get a little list in front of me. I, I am surefire going. what's up. Do we want to go around the horn here? We could. Who you, you can have the first pick since you picked it.
1: I'm taking Mr. Wonderful first.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the pick. RDT go in the cubes. Yeah, I mean those are definitely the first two picks. Eagle. I'm taking Damon. It's probably I next him. up. I don't, there's there's I'm, a lot
1: of ones I'm, where I'm like, what are you even doing here? Like he is very inconsistent, but
2: I like him. I've become right. tired of him on. Um, pardon my take. Like he's been on there a couple times now, and like yeah, like two weeks ago, and it's like he was talking about how he wrote a book about how he doesn't get a seven year old allowance because she has to learn what it means to. Earn money and shit like that, and that's when I was just like, I don't need to hear this. Like this, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, do your thing on Shark Tank, but so I turned me off then Thanks.
1: I mean, are we bringing like the, the guest stars in at all, or like the the guest
0: sharks? I mean, you can if you have one that really you feel like is yeah, really like, stood out. I to thought
1: you. Ashton Kutcher was awesome doing it, so I'd probably okay. lean towards him. I know there's probably a more higher profile one that. I don't know. Depending on if you're the type of guy from the Eastern Shore who turns his back when certain people are batting, you might not want to take him. But
0: <laughs> RDT. <laughs> that's
2: uh, <laughs> that's so good. Um, I'll go. What's um, name? Lori. I uh, like Lori. Yeah, I, I I was hoping I I I'll take Barbara. I like Barbara.
1: I'm taking Robert over Barbara. I think Barbara stinks. I think Robert. And her 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 tweets stink. They're all just like.
0: I think she's a good heel on the show. I think she's garbage. I think she's so unlike she like on the show. I see. Here's the thing, and we I like that we drafted them all. I think the main group they don't really miss. Like I kind of don't want the guests because I like that they have good chemistry among the main group. Like Robert. Donna does his thing, Cubes does his thing. When they kind of start to clash, it's fun. Wonderful's Wonderful's clearly the best. I mean, he's the king of kings on that show. I mean, king. he is so perfect for that show. It's unbelievable. Have you listened to him interview before? He is so Mr. Wonderful in interviews. Like he's not dialed it up to 100 like he is on the show, but you can just like this is Mr. Wonderful. Like just the mm-hmm. way he talks about things. That's a good pick. Uh Banks, you have another one. Take a bar rescue.
2: Taff- mm. I
0: love bar rescue.
1: What's not to like about bar rescue? Mm. You're talking about another rerun powerhouse. Taffer's oh. just Taffer's phenomenal too. I mean, he, he's in the same cut from the same cloth as Mr. Wonderful. Um yeah, I it's just another Sunday staple. Like it just cures the 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 um cures the scaries. It's been on for a very long time, too.
2: That's a great one. That's a great pick. I haven't yeah, seen I an episode of
0: Bar Rescue in a long time. Good show. No,
2: but then you have... know, but you you know you could turn it on within 30 seconds. Like, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's never <laughs> he's never <laughs> run a bar before. Like so, oh, yeah. that's that's a great pick.
1: Wait, the assistant manager's drunk on the job again? No way.
2: Yeah, like, oh, they, here's the booze hound. Like you can always tell there's always one. <laughs> there's, there's always one. You're like Oh, the chef is using the wrong uh, cutting board. God doesn't know which one's for dinner you know, and which one's for me. You know. uh. Yeah, and then like God forbid, Taffer walks in and there's one of those punching machines in the bar, and they, it, you <laughs> can just see him like, <laughs> oh man, he just wants to just fight everybody in there. I love it. There's a Jersey
1: Shore crossover there
2: with the punching mm-hmm. machine. Yep, back to the punching. That's a good pick. That's
0: great. I'm so I could go so many different places here. I have so many on my list right now. Um I'm going to I'm going to take this cuz it's a, it was a it was a college free. I'm going to just stick with shows I've watched with with my longtime roommate here, Anthony. I'm taking Storage Wars. I love Storage Wars. That's another background yeah. show. They got, they've got the right characters. Um the uh, the Daryl <laughs> The, the 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 young gun the, the theme song is so good. It's just I, I love storage wars, so I'm taking storage wars here.
2: That that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a that's a favorite in the rgd house. Money owns this town. What a banger.
0: <laughs> Very good. RDTF two. I, um, I also needed to take that because I was RDT. You just felt like a Storage Wars guy, and I just wanted to make sure I, you didn't take that from me. So I
2: had to get it. To that's a good, that, I wouldn't have taken it. I did not have it on there, but that's the second you said it, I was like, that's a good thing. Um, I will go. I'll go cops. There was mm-hmm. nothing. Again, we're, we're talking about there's a theme here just background noise, background viewing. Cops is up there um i mean, i we watched hours and hours of it in college and it's just there was one episode i'll never forget it was a christmas episode and it was called Tazed the season it was just an episode of everybody getting tased and they just put together like a best of tased edition it was fantastic <laughs> uh, Taze the season and again it had like the holly and the christmas lights and all that um but like, I mean, there's some class. I saw, I saw, I will never forget seeing cops being filmed in Glen Burnie. Guy got pulled over. Had the, the I mean, he had it all. Lights, the, 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 camera guys, they were all there, and I was like, oh my god, that's cops. And then like eight months later, I saw the episode. Um, it's just, yeah, it's so funny because, you know, everyone, you're riding along, it's like, oh, this guy blew through a stop sign. Let's, uh, yeah, let's just, uh, we'll pull him over. Like oh yep yep there's three warrants out for his arrest like in in two different states so it's always it's always the best and then again one of my favorite episodes is when um a cop I think he got outran by a guy with a fake leg one left, and a kind and of he just outran this cop and they were just giving this cop shit so that was always a that that's that's one of the favorites that's a very good like bar rescue it's a very good like. Sunday hungover show where you're like, I'm just going to get here and watch Dimebag Daryl from Dundalk get pulled over and, and see what <laughs> hit here. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm going cops with that one. My next one, I'm taking pros versus Joes.
0: <laughs> okay. Is that that's
2: a game so. show or reality show?
0: I, I don't know. I That's
2: it. I kind of was like, I don't know. What do you I think say, it's, a reality. Show. it's a reality show? I'll say reality show. Yeah. I'll say reality show. Okay. Cause again, it's just I, a very great, funny show. Like I, I love, what was his name? Uh, Petro Papadakis Petros, Papadakis. Like, Petros Papadakis. Petros yeah, Papa all time. Al- Can I give a take? Can I give a take? This show is overrated. You so? Yeah. Mm. I,
0: I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair pick. I, I like the pick, but I, I, it just never did. It never did as much for me, and I think it gets a little over nostalgic. Like it was like, oh my god, pros versus shows, like yeah. But that's just my take.
2: I loved that. I'm trying uh, to look p- at-
0: I think that's. I think, I think it's a good pick in this part of the draft. Only had 46 episodes. Um hear I'm some of look the, look. some of the professional participants here? Red yep. team. Bill Goldberg, Matt Williams, Dennis Rodman, Jim McMahon, Jerry Rice, Blue Team, Muggsy Bogues, Jenny Finch, Bo Jackson, Daniel Bryan, Thor Romanowski. What a squad. Yellow Team, mm-hmm. Kevin Green, Alexi Lalas, Misty May, Xavier Mcdonald Dave Stewart. This is awesome. There's got some fun teams on here. Tim Hardaway, Cordell Stewart,
2: Roy Jones Jr. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, good pick. 46 episodes. I would have said I, I- more, I think.
2: Yeah, so would I. But again, it's probably because I saw them over and over and over. But yeah. It was just a very fun I feel like I remember while. kinda of
0: surprising that hasn't been brought back, to be honest. Considering all the things yes. that have been brought back. I'm surprised that IP has not been brought back.
2: That's a good um, yeah, that's a good point. Don't steal that idea if, if you're listening. Let us do that. Yeah, so yeah, The X eighty two podcast is a straight that um,
0: I am going to take Oh man. I'm gonna take American Idol. Favorite in the Smythe household for a little bit there. Another national phenomenon. Appointment television. It was huge. And it was a really good It was a very good reality show. American Idol was very entertaining um i i don't think it has any relevance now I, i'm always i'm surprised when i see commercials that it's still going on to be totally honest but i guess it rates but i'm a big american idol guy so i'll take that
2: it had to be picked to.
1: yeah it was a, <clears throat> it was an event i mean william hung and myself like the the whole like first wave where they go around the country you get the good mix of the terrible auditions the funny ones and then of course the good ones and they produced some real superstars there from the, uh, at the beginning. Can't really speak to anyone nowadays, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, hell, Carrie, Carrie Underwood, right? Did she win? Oh, yeah. And I, I know, I remember we talked about it in the in the bad contract, but we, I remember, I'll always remember hearing coming in second place was better than winning because they just completely fucked you over in your contract. Like, if you won it, you just, like. You couldn't do anything. And they were like, Yeah, if you come in second, you can just write and do whatever music you want. But that's a good yeah, again, that that had to be picked. I didn't think Banks was gonna pick it. I wasn't gonna pick it, so I kinda figured it was it was gonna be you. It's at my wheelhouse.
0: <laughs> uh Banks, you have two more to complete your team. I'm going to take survivor. I
1: feel like that should definitely be taken. And that's another one that was huge, 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 like big time appointment television. Um, I think that there's been tons of game shows or reality shows that have been more or less modeled off of this. Um, yes. The tribe. The, it's like one the of those challenges. Shows. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of timeless. And I think the first season at least is something that a lot of people just really were tuned into and they remember Richard one. Is that right? um who i Richard think is, yeah there's some amazing moments a real in asshole or something nowadays but
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah um well i've show. watched a couple seasons of think- that on
0: netflix it's great i just i don't know it's right up my alley i don't know why i don't can more consistently watch it season to season my good pal sean ellenby would always be like this is the season i get you into survivor and i would never get into it but um it's good it's the seasons i've watched are really really good so
1: there's a lot of stuff out there that are things that I know that if I had the time, if I got into it, I'd be like all about it. And I think I, if I were to, you know, start up Survivor again, I would be caught in this whole thing where I'd have to like go back to season one or season two and just like watch all of them. And then my life would just be owned by Survivor.
2: So, Yeah, it's it. Another one that had to be picked. One more, Banks
1: uh kind of leaning on going back to the well here a little bit yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna take the profit i don't think a lot of people watch it but it's a cnbc original show it's uh
2: what's that guy's name like
1: marcus was that's right the founder of camping world and has done a variety of different things um interesting guy maybe not as electric as like a a Mr. Wonderful or whatever, but it's, it's kind of bar rescue meets shark tank. It's, you know, like Taffer, he goes into businesses that have problems and he evaluates them. He seeks out their, their three Ps, the people, the products, the process, uh, fixes them, eventually makes them an offer and says like, Hey, like I can come in and I can help fix your business. Here are my ideas. And here's what it's going to cost you. I'll take your, you know, I'll give you. The capital you need, you know, 500K for 20%, do we have a deal? And they kind of negotiate a deal, and then either you kind of see, and you can get a sense of it as the show's going on as to whether they're going to come to terms on something or not. But, um, you know, they they most times strike up a deal, and then you get to kind of see if they actually fix the business and make it for the better or if it just crashes and burns, which is equally as entertaining. Um, it's probably one of the more intellectual shows of any of the things we've chosen here but uh it's right up my alley and it's very very CNBC
0: it's always on that always also re- always reruns
2: yeah.
0: I think I'll go a little I was gonna stay a little on the board for this one I'll go a little off the board I'll take I'll go to the Netflix realm Netflix over the past four to five years, especially during COVID has found a niche with making just ridiculous reality shows and a variety of them are very good. Um, but I think the one I've gotten the most enjoyment out of is too hot to handle um, where they just put a bunch of really good looking people into a house and they're not allowed to do any physical <laughs> um, things with each other. Um <laughs> And if they do, they just give up money. They're just – their amount of money they can earn is based on how you know not horny they can be, which is an incredible concept for a show. There's like a um, – there's like a AI computerized like narrator to the show that is very, very funny. The whole thing is um, – there's a the human narrator and then there's like a, a – what is the thing called? Now it's, it's the escape. I haven't watched the show in a while. A little uh, program that, that doesn't allow them to do things. What the hell is that thing called? Uh, Lana. Lana, the virtual assistant, a cone-shaped virtual assistant. looks like a Bluetooth speaker. Um, I'll, I'll give the premise here, as I said, by Wikipedia. hosted by a cone-shaped virtual assistant named Lana. The show revolves around a group of adults, all of whom primarily engage in meaningless flings and are unable to form long-lasting relationships who are placed together in a house for four weeks. When they arrive, the contestants believe they're on a totally different series and are surprised when they learn they're on Too Hot to Handle. While there, the contestants must go through, go through various workshops, all while being forbidden from, from any kissing, sexual content, or self-gratification. The idea behind this is to foster Ooh. genuine connections between the participants. The contestants start with a $100,000 grand prize that gets reduced anytime the rule is broken. It's sensational television. So I'm going to take Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> oh, sounds comes like the contest. <laughs> I think honestly I bet it came from the contest. I bet that the idea for that show came from the contest <laughs> It's the original reality show The show was developed created by Laura Gibson developed by Charlie Bennett, citing the Seinfeld episode the contest There you have it <laughs> that was the inspiration really? for the show uh r d t finishes off hmm.
2: <coughs> I am, I've, I've gone to this, we're staying loyal. I'm going to go punk You want to talk like, Ooh. Ooh, good something pick. that, like... Yeah, good pick. That, like, changed kind of TV, I feel. Cause I don't know, like, because I feel like we always saw reality shows where they pulled pranks, but it was never on. Justin Timberlake was high, and he freaking started crying. Like, that being the first skit of the first episode is, like, unbelievable. JT was in like his prime and they had him in tears like on this show and 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 it I mean it was it was fantastic. And again I know they brought it back with who was the host. Didn't it was it oh fuck who was the host when they brought it back? It it obviously never had the popularity that that the first couple of seasons had but like I mean anytime anything happened you were with your group of friends everyone was you know like That became like oh you got punked. Everyone was saying oh you know you got punked and this and that. It was, it was very funny. Um, probably some very, but that that's probably a good rewatch show. I've gone back and watched those, but I'm sure they would still be. I think they would hold up today. Like, I'm 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 very interested, man. Maybe maybe I'll do that. I think it's on. Is it on Netflix? Maybe it is. But yeah, you know where they tried to bring that. I think they tried to
0: bring Punked back a couple years ago on Quibi.
2: Yes, they did. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with Chance the Rap. Think with Chance the Rapper that's, hosting it. That's who it was. Yes, yes, that's who it was. Um, but no, I mean that 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 like early Ashton again. He's he's he was so good in that, and 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 they were just so funny. The skits they not the skits, but the pranks they pulled, and all that stuff were very funny. And and again, that show I think kind of over MTV for a while. That was that was a good one. I enjoyed it. Went on Quibi and then the Roku channel. <laughs> Well done,
0: Um, good draft. Uh, Banks takes sports, Shark Tank, Bar Rescue, Survivor, and The Profit. I took the Challenge, The Jersey Shore, Storage Wars, American Idol, and Too Hot to Handle. RDT takes Jackass Chopped, Cops, Pros versus Joes, and Punked. Any honorable mentions from you two fellows?
1: When we kind (laughs) of went down the, the game show. Route a tiny bit. I was curious whether we were going to get a Regis Philbin uh, impression here by the end or not.
0: So, <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> we have your son. <laughs> All right, Brian. We have your son, Eric. He's live from <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, Eric. You'll have thirty seconds after he reads the question. Your time starts now. <laughs>
2: I don't, that's a game show though. That's a, like, that's a hard, and who got uh, it in, in the fastest show. time. It's Eric RDT. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I said that's reality though. That's, that's straight up game show through and through. Yeah, it's a game show. Definitely a game show, but it, we always find a way to get back to Regis. I had, um, I had real world. I'm kind of surprised Taylor didn't pick. Um, I thought about it. it's on my list. Undercover Boss, which was super hot in the streets for a little bit. I, I, I do like that show. I think it's good. Um Making the Band with P. Diddy, which was just, just a classic. <laughs> like the shit that he would have him do, with choppa and all of them. They were they were great. I thought that was always funny. Um this one always made my num- my number five pick, Robin Big. Probably could have picked that somewhere. Maybe kick out cops, mm. with Robin Big. Um just a fantastic show. Uh what would you do? I don't know if you guys ever watched that on ABC. Where like they would put people like there would be like like a teenage girl like like with a flat tire on like a busy street and see like who would stop and, and help her. You know, they they would put people in situations like that and like regular people see if they would stop and help and what they would say and do. But those were I think all of I had. Oh, I had I True had... Life. Is that, is that reality? True Life? What do you think?
0: Sure. I Maybe. would say so. Yeah. Um, I, I had uh, all the Real Housewives shows, Dance Moms, uh, The Perfect Mash, <laughs> Temptation Island, Big Brother, Laguna Beach, um, Fear Factor, Dancing with the Stars, mm. Are You the One. And I was going to take this and then I didn't. I, the Apprentice. The apprentice was also a very big deal and spawned you fired and spawned a U.S. president. So, no, you know, you know. what's crazy that, uh, if you look, that he does not get elected president. if That sure doesn't happen by the way. No. Cause that's no, what, that's no. what's, like revitalized his image as a guy that made money. Crazy, 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 crazy.
1: Um, I was blanking on the name of that, uh, They did, like, an ESPN type of, like, amazing race. I don't think it's the first time I've mentioned this. It was, like, maybe route something
2: or –
0: Beg, borrow, and deal.
2: That's what it was. Yes. Yes. And then, remember, they had the – I meant The Bachelor, too, but
0: The Bachelor, everything in The Bachelor franchise. I'm
2: watching all that stuff, too. I almost took some of that. I figured figured that was a given for you. Um, Yeah. What was the one that they they had? Job? ESPN? Where Josh Elliott won, and he it was like you know become the next Sports Center anchor. Oh, dream job, dream job, dream job, dream yeah. job. Mike so Hall he, won it
0: too. He's on BTN he, now.
2: Did he really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I think he won the first season. Mike Hall.
2: I, I thought it was Josh. Didn't Josh Elliott make that name?
0: He may have, but I'm almost he, positive Mike Hall won it.
2: Um, Josh Elliott won. Yeah, he's on CBS News. One all btn let me look at this guy david holmes david
0: won,
2: season first won season two mike hall was season one because I, I remember yeah, i watched it. the whole thing one year contract and a new mazda three wow there you go this is on the night he won, Hall also took a sports quiz to raise his salary. His salary started at seventy thousand. He then answered five trivia questions, correct, worth five thousand. bumps salary, his first year salary to ninety five thousand. Kind of crazy how they were
0: just doing that on TV. <laughs> Casey Stern was on Dream Job. Casey Stern's on um, Turner. Wow. Lavar Arrington was a was a was a judge on this show. That's fascinating. Kit Hoover. Forgot about Kit Hoover. Kit Hoover, I think, was on, might have hosted another one of those shows. Probably. She was on Cold Pizza. All right. Good stuff. Um, Nick Kindermedley, Maryland person of the
2: week. RDT. Uh, I'm going with the sprinkler guy. If you watched the Orioles game and I retweeted it today. They showed after Mateo's double, they showed this Orioles fan in the crowd going absolutely nuts, doing the sprinkler, like he was complete balls to the wall. We'll retweet it from the account tomorrow. Um, but he was he was like behind the dugout, he was fired up, and someone put it. Someone sent me a video, me and Jaron, and was like I was sitting behind this guy, and like had me ready to run through a brick wall. So if you've seen the video, it was very funny. Like he was just going nuts on the broadcast. They kept showing him so. I'm giving a, I'm giving a shout out to Sprinkler guy. There you go. Thanks.
1: Hmm.
0: I can jump in Good if you want question. to think. Jump in, jump in. Scripturbs. Script. War for a reason. Great, have the helmet over great here. Great acting
2: job. Bye, Bye. everyone in the video.
0: Yeah, great job by – I will shout out our our video staff. Mike Farrell and John Bartman were the the brains behind that, and it was very, very funny throughout. Um, We put together a lot of other great content, Um, some by them, some by others, Um, and people are very excited. So uh, Maryland fans, you've gotten the jerseys you want. Tickets are less expensive, and the product on the field isn't bad. Show up to some football games, please. Thank you. I don't know what I else think no, I Nothing them. really else to say. No reason to not show up to the games. Jeep, it was a good team. Sick uniforms. And I didn't even really think the terp, the last ones were bad. Everyone's got obsessed with how bad those were. Everyone loved the Pride helmets for a while. They just got stale for people. And the turp script's a little simpler and I think a little more palliable as you go. Um, But yeah. People are excited. So more to come on that it's front.
2: It's nostalgia, too. I yeah, great like nostalgia,
0: it. and and it harkens back. It's, the fun part of that is like, it harkens back to two eras people really connect to. So like the Freegen oh mm-hmm. one to ten era, and then the eighties. You can kind of like bounce around all those. Like right now, the uniforms will look at the eighties, um, but theoretically they could bounce to uh, more like oh one look with the white helmet if they wanted. I don't know if they'll eventually. But also it. feels very new that is me speculating, time. not reporting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll way yeah yeah exactly. Really the next- you hope so. But the red helmet is freaking sweet. Oh, It is so it's gorgeous.
2: Good. Yeah. So good. It's, it's so, very rare online where you get everyone who is like in, in, in like unison being like these are awesome. Uniform Twitter is, is, is like, it's all over the place and you'll never find the fun, people. The fun part too,
0: is I think now they've actually got the balance, right? Or, you know, obviously they brought back script turps as a throwback I actually think that the alternate uniforms built out with flag patterns are, like, more fun, and this is your better base uniform. It's, like, a pretty clean, simple, like, really nice logo, really clean, like, everything about it is clean. And then if you, like, want to do some crazy stuff, then you can bring back the flag. Like, bring back Mm -hmm. some of, like, like, theoretically they could, like, I would throw back and do, like, a white ops. Um, mm-hmm. like if I was gonna bring back the the like the flag pattern in some way. So
2: good stuff. Yeah. Lots Locked to be done there. Up or something. Yeah. So I'll
0: shout out my employer. Shout out to my employer for making a very good decision, Damon Evans. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mike Loxley. Well done. Thanks.
1: I guess I'll just shout out to my colleagues, um, just industry wide for getting through taxis. I'm sure so like so many people are sick of hearing me talk about it. This has been the toughest (laughs) I've had in all my years and it's not really all that close. Um, it's taken up a ton of my time, uh, my energy, just my capacity to do a lot of extra things in my life. And to some degree, like this kind of thing is an extra thing. Um, so being able to get on here, it's been a nice escape, um, one or two nights a week, you know, when I'm able to jump into the blog and do that stuff, like, That's therapeutic and it's an escape and everything, but it leaves me very little time to, I don't know, do a lot of things for myself personally. You know, like I've picked up my golf clubs maybe once or twice. That's like very rare for like a two or three month span for me. Um, I know, woe is me, right? But uh, I'm just trying to give a (laughs) shout out to all the homies out there and all the home girls that have been grinding for for a few months here and uh, we're, you know, right here at the edge. Uh get your taxes in, get your extensions done. Um, and everybody, yeah. The uh the late failure to file the extension penalties are worse than the failure to pay. So just make sure you file zeros if you can. If you can't pay, at least get them extensions in.
0: There you have it. That's a pu- yeah. almost a public service announcement there for banks by it the is. end. Just it doing, is. doing his duty for the people. Uh um, oh, yeah, brother.
1: And the DMs are open for after-tax season if if you just want to slide and need some need some work done. So self-promotion there, there.
0: There you go. Get some product in there. Um, yeah. I'll throw one honorable mention that we can go to the hottest take um, presented by Black Eyed Susan Spice Company. Um, very big lacrosse game on Saturday. I will go into business for my employer once again. Marilyn Hopkins – a winner, the winner gets a sh- at least a share of the Big Ten title. If Penn State loses on Friday, it is literally a game straight up for the Big Ten regular season title. Should be a raucous atmosphere at CQ Stadium in College Park. So if you're a lacrosse person, it's at like six. So not crazy late. Like you're not like giving your whole, like you're not like getting home late if you have kids and it's not like in the middle of the day. So you can still do stuff in the day and then drive down to College Park. Traffic won't be too bad. I would suggest going. I think it's going to be very entertaining. Terps have obviously been good over the last few years. Hopkins was terrible last year and has gotten it back together this year. So that's the big lacrosse for a state that prides itself on its lacrosse. That's the big event of the weekend um, down at CQ Stadium. So um, that should be very fun. I cannot wait to go. Um, We have the hottest take presented by the Black Eyed Susan Spice Company. Um, you try their small batch of ultra-unique, many-time award-winning hot sauces and dry rubs, spices, all these different things. Go to BlackEyedSpices.com, promo code EXIT52, to receive 10% at checkout. We're very excited about our partnership with Black Eyed Susan Spice Company. Um, they make very nice products. Local company, just like Fed Thrill. Um, so we love supporting those local companies and, and partnering with them. So EXIT52 for 10%. Off the of checkout, com. So appreciate them. Hot takes, gents. Do you have anything? Do you ha- I have one if you guys would like me to start. What is yours? I don't even know how hot this take is. I don't even really think it's that hot. I was really trying to come up with like a super hot take, but they should ban this Dr. Pimple Popper show immediately. It should be banned immediately.
2: It's disgusting. <laughs> I thought that would be right up your alley. No, no,
0: no, no, no. Ridiculous. The fact that I'm watching the NBA playoffs, and I mean, God love that guy that they keep showing in the commercial with like the giant cysts on his head. But that I mean, what are we doing? What's what are we doing? I know there has to be some data analyst at one of these entertainment companies that studied the fact that like on either TikTok or YouTube. People are watching an insane amount of like pimple popping videos from random doctors, and so it's like okay, let's put this. It's perfect for TLC. Who doesn't care? But ban it, and it's it's insane that commercial is going to be on through the entirety of the NBA playoffs when you watch on the Turner broadcasts. Crazy, ban it, ban the pimple popping, and it goes with our reality show. It's kind of a reality show, so it goes with that theme. So that's, that's, that's I don't like I said it feels like that's the consensus so i don't feel like that's that hot of a take but i wanted to get that take out. so sorry to black-eyed susan if you wanted something hotter but that's the take get get rid of that show immediately
2: ban it immediately i don't know who's watching that It's, it's disgusting it's it's all over like tiktok or it was like years ago tiktok and like instagram it was big on instagram like on the explore page and all that like you click on one, and you were you were just falling down a disgusting rabbit hole. And I'm sure
0: that's making it. We we were. I was texting last night with some friends, and the next one is going to be like a chiropractor show where you just hear things pop the entire time because people love those that, videos too. I that don't mind I watching can't. those videos. No,
2: that I can't do because I think that's. Oh, I, I can recommend. watch those. Mm. Oh, no. uh, I'll pass on those. All right. Um, I have one, kind of. It's not the biggest, like, hot take like yours. I think this new Post Malone song is the song of the summer. Chemical. It's fantastic. It's. Mm, so I haven't given I enough listens. It. Oh. Oh. I, I,
0: oh, my God. No, no,
2: I'm being like, like, you're, like you're going to love it. Like, like, give it a listen. No, no, no. And you'll be popping your head.
0: I think I'm going to like it. Go keep going. Sorry, finish with your take. I just came up with something I've, I should have said that I should.
2: No, I was just going to say, yeah. like. You're gonna to listen to it once, and then you'll and then you'll kind of let it go, and then sometime throughout the day you'll be like non, you're like, what, what, what am I song I singing? And singing? You're like, oh, it's Chemical by Post Malone. It's not his normal stuff. I love that dude. I, I think he's a very talented musician. You should watch some of his covers if you haven't. Um, I think he's an absolute, just awesome musician. So, song of the summer, my shot. That's my hot take. The song
0: of the summer is Peaches by Bowser. That's the sign of
2: the spring. You seen the Mario Super
0: Mario Brothers movie yet, RDT? Yeah. You haven't taken your I,
2: daughter to see that? Did I not talk about this on so after opening day, 13 and a half hour shift to Pickles? Friday. Thank you for service. I, I was at Pickles looking up movie times, like Joe to the next day, found like an 11.30 time. So like slept in a little bit, like 6:30, and then I Got the biggest tub of pop, the biggest soda, and sat in just a cold, dark room and watched uh, watched uh, Mario Brothers. It was fantastic. I loved it. I hate going to the movies, sensational. And I, I thought it was awesome.
0: I went to it with two other over 30 year old people and uh, had a blast.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, it was 30 and over, it, it had jokes. Like my three-year-old, but then the jokes were like me and all the other dads were laughing, being like, "Like, the, like you said, the whole the Bowser scene with him playing the piano is fantastic. It was so good. Like, it's it was I I loved it. I loved it. They had the Wrecking Crew. Um,
0: the uh, it was like you said, it was a perfect blend. First of all, what I loved about this movie, and I'm assuming you enjoyed this as a father, Eric, it was. Like ninety minutes, and you're freaking out of there. They didn't. They didn't waste any time. They didn't mm-hmm. give a ton of exposition about like who all the characters were. If you know the Mario universe, you understand what's going on. And if you don't, tough luck. It's a it's a fun movie. Just in general, you will probably be able to figure out what's going on. But they didn't explain that much. They just rolled you right in and mm-hmm. and just got on with it. And it's very. They did a very good job with the nostalgia fan service. Yep. They did a very good job playing it for little kids. It's a very – it's a really fun watch. And the movie that I went this Saturday at 1130 at Arundel Mills, it was packed. Like the whole theater was mm-hmm. full. So it's, it's made a lot of money. It's going to make like over a billion dollars. It's a huge Yeah, I, th- I
2: think I saw it today. It was like, like seven-something. It's It's incredible. But it like you said, they hit all the they hit all the right notes. They get our people our age, people older than us, and then they get the young kids, you know? And my I mean, my daughter was eating it up. She she thought it was fantastic and it was it's a very it's a fun movie. Like I saw I think Nate retweeted it that some movie critic, like on a, after opening day, was like, It it's very apparent after the first scene that this is a movie for kids. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> like what do you what did you think? <laughs> like it didn't try to be anything that it,
0: that it, anything other than it needed to be, and they're going to make a sequel for it. They, I
2: mean, oh, oh my, they, these people are going to be filthy rich. It's, they're going to be the richest ever, and be so rich. So. sequel and sequel and pre- like Joe loves Princess Peach. Made me call her Princess Peach that the entire rest of the day. Yeah, I mean, Dude, it's so good. Her, Anna, Anna Joy Taylor, Anya Anna Taylor Joy. Joy. I only know her from the dozen, and I don't know who that is. Like on the celebrity, she's in like,
0: her. Oh man, her
2: top role. Oh, get their tail. Queen's there. Gambit.
0: Queen's Gambit. That's what you. it was. Yeah,
2: because i I looked her up after. I was like, I don't, I don't know who this is, and then I saw the name I was like, oh, I recognize the name from Celebrity Mashup, but I didn't know who she was, and then I went down her IMDb and saw that she's in Queen's Gambit and all that. She's like, been in, she's in some, fantastic, and she's fantastic, she's everything was good.
0: she's floated into some like. Um may I don't know if I would call them award movies, but they kind of are. Like she was in Last Night in Soho, which is like an Edgar Wright movie. She was in the menu, which which got some critical acclaim. So mm-hmm. she's kind of, I wouldn't say she's like I guess she was in New Mutants, but nobody saw that. She hasn't really had like she hasn't been in a blockbuster as like herself. Like obviously this is a huge blockbuster um as an animated movie, but she hasn't really been in like a big big movie at, at theaters. So I don't know if people necessarily know, but she's like tapped to be huge. Like in she's gonna to be me. yeah, she'll end up in Marvel movies or something. So mm-hmm. um Banks, do you have anything? Um
1: I think I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say I'm I'm very excited to watch the Boston Bruins crash and burn here at some point. Uh, the the fan base has just been flying all too high. And they're a really great team and all evidence would point to them being the best team, best team wins championship. That is to be expected, but nobody is allowed to fly high the way they have and not crash and burn. If, if I can't get it with the caps in like 2008 or in 2016 or whatever year it was, you know, all the years they win the president's trophy. And if the 2019 Ravens can't go on to win the Super Bowl after dominating the league in a way that really hasn't been seen all that much, um they had the six best point differential in NFL history no big deal um if they have to crash and burn then the Bruins have to crash and burn and I'm excited to watch them crash and burn and I think that they're gonna make absolute waste of the Florida Panthers here in the first round they might have some trouble in the second round with the lightning I don't know um but at some point they're going to crash and burn because that's how hockey works that's how sports work and I'm excited to watch it
0: I like that
2: you don't mm-hmm. have That's to get to root, uh, root against the Boston team.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a retroactive uh, Nick Cannon medley, by the way, not to backtrack a little bit. Sure, backtrack. It's, we'll it's one of those it. examples where I, I had thought of it in advance and then I completely forgot about it. And it's somewhat of a confession as well. I uh-huh. had never seen the original Top Gun. Wow. So I double-featured you seen- that thing last night or two nights ago. Top Gun, and then the new Top Gun. You did them back to back, back to back.
0: I love that. What'd you think? They're
1: they're they're excellent, absolutely yep. excellent. The, everything I hoped it could be, everything it was hyped up to be. Both of them, just great stuff. Very much enjoyed it.
0: They give you exactly R.I.P. what you want.
1: R.I.P. Goose.
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert! If you if you're spoiler, one of the only yeah, other people it. that hasn't seen it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. The, the we'll end it on this. This is a weird through line. Top Gun Maverick and Super Mario Bros. gave you this exactly what you wanted, and that was an entertaining movie experience. And sometimes I think we lose sight of just people wanting to go see an entertaining movie. Like even like Marvel movies, which are huge blockbusters, like they could be like three hours long. And some you are just like, "Why? What are we? What are we wasting our time doing here? Like just mm-hmm. just inject me." Like I I love seeing like a, you know, give me a, a Lord of the Rings which is an epic whatever. Which is a fun movie to watch too or give me, you know, a, a harder movie to watch, but like it's just fun sometimes to have just go to the theater just like kick it back and be like, all right, let's just let's just let's just have a fun ride here for 2 hours. We just want to see stuff explode
2: minutes. and like yeah.
1: That's yeah, my take so. on video games. It's like stop trying to make everything so realistic and create like
0: whatever. Just make it fun. Just make video games fun.
2: That's the yeah. CC to Matt.
0: Sometimes they mess that up with the sports games. Like sometimes I think with FIFA, they try too hard. It's like now you can jostle. It's like no, just
2: mm-hmm.
0: make it easy for me to play, so I can just play. Just make it fun. Yeah. Just make it. Fun. Let me do the yeah.
2: dead fish and let me get out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, that's enough for this week. Sh- sh- the Exit Fifty Two podcast. Follow us on all of our social media channels at Exit Fifty Two Podcast. Make sure to support our sponsors: uh, Black Eyed and Spice Company, Jimmy Seafood. Fed thrill thread Little midnight. You can follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow me at Taylor Smythe10. You can follow uh Spenny at Ravens for Dummies with a number four. The number four. I like that he I like that he put up the four um when we when Jake put that out last night. That was a good way to do it. You follow Jake, Luke at uh Jake spelled the normal way and then Luke is L-O-U-Q-U-E. Um, might have another show coming back this week. Um, Jake and spending my jump on. I know we have some NFL draft preview stuff coming up draft is in 10 days from when we record here on Monday night. Um, so we will have some NFL draft things to come, um, and appreciate everyone's support. Like we said, at the top of the show of uh, the, uh, the happy hour thing we did last week. Very, very fun to do. Appreciated the people that we had people sending pictures of them, like putting it on their TVs and stuff like that. Um, I don't think we can state enough how how cool that is for us to see um, people taking time out of a, a weeknight to, to tune in with us as we go live and talk for two hours. So very much appreciate that. And we'll see you all next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. All
2: right, all right, what is it you want to do when you grow up?